This is On Location. I'm Tim Leitner. Today's episode comes to you on location from Nebraska, North Dakota, and Alaska. But first, On Location is produced by the NCA Communications Committee with special production assistance from Joe Mamlin and me. You can find our podcast on iTunes, Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcast, Breaker, and Radio Public, among others. So subscribe today on your favorite podcast service and tell all your friends. On today's program, I host NCS outgoing president, Lori Bingston, and incoming president, Jim Fleming. We have a conversation about their roles in the child support program and their years of service with NCA. Lori talks about her challenges, achievements, and successes, as well as her greatest rewards in serving as NCA's president this year. Jim discusses his theme of engagement, some of the areas of focus for this coming year, and what he hopes to accomplish. They talk about the changing of NCA's name to the National Child Support Engagement Association, what it means, and why it's important. Listen as they share their visions and perspectives and reflect on the work that NCA does. It's going to be a great show, so stick around and we'll be right back. Welcome back to another edition of NCIA On Location, coming to you today from Nebraska, North Dakota, and Alaska. I'm Tim Leitner, and I'm with the Alaska Child Support Services Division in Anchorage, Alaska. Today, we're glad to be joined by two of NCIA's true leaders, Lori Bingston, NCIA's current president, and Jim Fleming, NCIA's president-elect and incoming president come September 1st. Today, we get an opportunity to talk to them about their stories, their journeys, and what is coming up next for NCIA. Let's ask our guests to introduce themselves. Lori, if I could ask you to start. Thanks, Tim, and good morning. And it's great to be here with both you and Jim today. I'm Lori Bankston, and as you mentioned, I'm the NCIA president for two more days, and then Jim takes over, and I work for Young Williams in Nebraska. Thanks, Tim. It's great to be back on the show. I'm Jim Fleming. I serve as the director of the Child Support Program for the state of North Dakota, just a few states north of Lori. And in two days, unless she takes the cavil back, I will become the president of NCIA. No chance of that, Jim. (laughs) (laughs) So welcome. And you've both been on the program before, as you mentioned, and are no strangers to our on-location audience. Even so, can you give us a recap of what you do in your day-to-day regular jobs? I I say regular as, you know, that that varies from, you know, person-to-person, state-to-state, but what do you do outside of representing NCIA? Well, as you mentioned, I'm in Nebraska, and I work for Young Williams, and I manage the statewide call center for the state of Nebraska. That absolutely keeps me busy. There's never a dull moment in the call center environment, and I've been lucky enough to have a 
real seasoned staff that has allowed me to spend a lot of time being NCA president this past year. So, Tim, I, I laughed when you asked that similar question to John Hurst on another podcast, and he says, well, there really are no normal days in the days of a state child support director. And as the director of a small state, for me, that's certainly true. I kind of get involved in a little bit of everything. As Lori mentioned, I have such a great senior staff that help take care of things that lets me be selective when I get involved. My my focus is trying to run the administrative side of our division. So the subject matter experts really are freed up from that and can focus on the child support work that they do. So I handle the budget prep for our division. I'm involved in each procurement and contract. I'm the person of contact for legislative relations, stuff like that. So that's kind of what the regular job looks like. But thankfully, as with Lori, it leaves me enough time that I can get involved in associations and committees to try to get new ideas. Yeah, we're, we're glad that you have that opportunity because we're glad that you're a part of this whole thing called NCIA and part of the child support community. So I've got to ask this too. How long have you been involved in the child support program and what roles have you had over the course of your careers? And really, what got you interested in this thing called the child support community? Well, I've been in the program for a little over 21 years, which is hard to believe. I've predominantly done the call center management job the entire time. I was fortunate to help implement a Section 1115 grant, which allowed us to do some early intervention out of our call center. So that was really exciting to see the results of that and to implement that program. Other than that, I've just really stayed involved in the associations. I'm a past president of the Nebraska Association and a past president of WICSEC and an honorary life member. And then with NCIA, I've been on the board. It'll be coming on 12 years. I was on the executive committee. It will be six years starting my next role as immediate past president. And so that's really kept me engaged in the program. I've learned so much outside of what I do on a day-to-day basis. So I've been really fortunate that I've had the support to be able to stay involved with that. You know, I really just kind of stumbled upon this program. I was working in banking for years, and my husband and I are from this area. Our call center is in a small community, which we both grew up near that community. And when they started the call center, I applied just thinking, you know, this might be interesting, but I don't really know anything about child support. And the more I learned about it and as I interviewed, I really felt like it was an exciting program and something I'd really be interested in. And, you know, here I am 21 years later, and it's been one of the best decisions in my career. So, For me, my career in child support started 28 years ago in 1994. I had, was just finishing up a clerkship with the state Supreme Court as a new lawyer, and I was two days from being unemployed and a little nervous about that when I got a job with the Attorney General's office. So I showed up at the Attorney General's office, and they said, well, here are your files. This is your portfolio list. And one of those agencies that I represented in 94 was the child support program. And so that kind of got me a, my start. And I actually was attorney for the two preceding 4D directors. Eight years later, after serving as outside attorney in the attorney general's office, they opened a deputy director of child support position. And I expressed interest in that and suggested if they hire me that perhaps I could retain the job as the attorney as well, which worked out for the next eight years. I was the deputy director and lead attorney for the program. And then 12 years ago was named the director. 
I've got to ask too, you know, just like, just like you talked about what got you interested, what got you in for the child support program, what got you involved with NCIA? And, and can you share what committees or other opportunities you've had over the years? Okay, I, I can start on that one. When I started in the child support program, my manager at the time told me to get involved in the associations. And I didn't really even know there were associations, but I found that once you raise your hand and said, you know, hey, I'm interested, I became interested in involved in WICSEC and then INSEA. And I started by just volunteering for a few committees. And I found that fascinating and I would highly encourage anyone who wants to become involved in the associations or is looking to join the board to volunteer for committees and and try to do a variety of committees because you not only learn so much about the program and the association, but it also prepares you for that next step if you do have a goal of becoming involved as a board director. I would have to say in looking back, one of my favorite committees was finance. Since I had a banking background, I found it really interesting to find out how the association worked and, you know, the financial aspect of it. And then when I joined the board in 2009, that was the year that we filed bankruptcy. And so luckily, NCO was able to restructure at that time, and we are thriving ever since. And it was really fascinating to learn about that and to understand how the association works financially. And so that's always been a favorite of mine. And and luckily, I've been able to stay involved on the finance committee for a long time. But again, I mean, I say just get involved, uh, volunteer for committees, I had a mentor back when I started who was Marianne Wellbank. And luckily after that, we, we worked together at Young Williams. And Marianne was such a good leader for me and she encouraged me and she supported me. So I would just say, get involved, find someone that you can become associated with and that can help you, but just say yes and go from there. And I agree completely with Lori. It is so beneficial to get involved in the different associations. I was lucky to have eight years as the program deputy, which let me get to Arixa and Wixic and NCIA every once in a while to kind of get to a little bit to know people. But I really got heavily involved in NCIA when I became the director. And if you want to know who to blame for that, you can blame Marianne Wellbank, just like Lori can do. And also Sharon Santilli. Those were two dear mentors who, who saw something in me that I might offer to NCIA. That led me to joining the policy subcommittee on emerging issues in May of 2012. I don't remember how it happened in May since most of the committee assignments are in September. But in May of 12, I joined the subcommittee. In September of 2012, I joined the main PGR committee along with the CSQ. A year later, I was chairing PGR and that was the same year I was elected to the board. So I haven't been on quite as long as Lori, but long enough. I've was the board member for four years and co-chaired PGR at that time, and then was the treasurer for four years and the president-elect in the last year. So Lori and I have been together on the executive committee for, seems like forever. But during that time, you know, a person serves on a bunch of committees. I mentioned PGR and CSQ. I've been on the planning committees for both the policy forum and leadership symposium. And and Lori and I have also been on finance together for, for a long, long time. And you know, picking a favorite committee is kind of like being asked who your favorite child is, is you, you can't answer that question. But in terms of 
you know, in terms of when you're becoming the NCA president or taking position in NCA leadership, certainly the uh, the finance committee is a really good background because you learn the different sources of funding for the association, where the financial commitments are, the different types of memberships that we have. I mean, all of those are really key to the internal parts of the organization. But that's also well matched with the policy committee because the policy is really where that advocacy piece is developed and is quite often the most prominent public part of what NCA does. So I've been lucky to be on both of those committees for a long, long time and served with Lori in those roles. And uh, I guess it led us to be where we are today. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I've got to ask, maybe I'll start with Jim. Jim, is there any other events or opportunities or experiences that really struck a chord for you that got you interested and and really prepared for being NCA's incoming president? You talked about you know the different associations serving on the board, but is there anything else that kind of just comes to mind? Well, Tim, I, I mentioned my PGR service, but it was in the early days being on the Policy and Government Relations Committee that they partnered me with Kelly Mecca. And I got the chance to work with Kelly on a couple of white papers that were very comprehensive. One was on ability to pay and the other was on needed enforcement tools. And having been at that point within child support, either as outside counsel or as the deputy for for almost 14 years at that point, We'd run across a lot of different issues or things to work on with ability to pay and enforcement tools. I felt really fortunate to work on those papers in my first year on the committee and thought that I could bring my experience from my job to that discussion. And now the NCA has resolutions that have recently been updated that are still including a lot of the same concepts that we talked about back in 2012 and 2013. And as as a chair of PGR, I remember being at the NCA offices in Virginia and and facilitating a strategic discussion among a subset of the board to talk about where NCA goes as an organization. So those are just some of the events that I remember fondly as giving a chance to to really start to think about the power of the association to influence where the program goes. Yes, absolutely. And Lori, when when did you start thinking about running for president? What what kind of spurred that decision? You know, I think it was after being on the board the first round because I served for six years and then I was off a year or two. And then I felt like NCO was really a different association after that time, meaning that, you know, we were much more profitable for one, but we started looking at more big picture things. I think we were getting more involved in legislative issues, you know, DEI. And I just felt like it was a different association and something that I wanted to be a part of. And so I rejoined the board. And on the second term, I got involved in even more committees. I, you know, in my past, I've co-chaired policy forum. I chaired professional development for several years. I was on the Vendor Relations Committee. And then I thought, you know, now's the time to try to look at a leadership role. And so I was secretary for two years. And that really allowed me to be involved in the executive committee, kind of understand the not only the time commitment, but kind of what they do and what that leadership might mean. And I have to say, it was really the people around me. And Jim was a huge part of that in really encouraging me. And like he said, seeing things in me that maybe I didn't see in myself. 
And so I thought, you know, the biggest thing was surround yourself with good people and knowing that Lisa Skinnendor would have been the immediate past president and that Jim Fleming was looking at becoming the president-elect. I thought, you know, there's just such a great group of people along with, you know, Aaron and Sharon on the executive committee that how can how can you go wrong? So so I, I delved into that. I was so honored to be elected and I've always been a firm believer in surrounding yourself with good people and I had the very best. And so I decided to run and it's it's been a wonderful experience and something I'm gonna miss and something that has really been the highlight of my career. So so after all of that, here we are. So you've served as president of NC over this past year. Can you tell us what has been the theme for your presidential year and how did you kind of come about that theme or how did you, how did you decide that? You know, that was tough. And I think when I first became elected, I kept going back to the successful virtual policy forum that we had that was surrounded around DEI. I also thought about the fact that NC is the voice of the child support community. And I really wanted to make sure that we were hearing all voices. And it kind of tied in with the diversity theme as well. And then, you know, once you become president, one of the most immediate things that that comes into play is planning the policy forum, because that just, you know, you barely become president and boom, that's one of the planning committees that first gets organized. And so I was sitting down with the co-chairs, Margo Bean and Connie Chesnick, and we were kind of talking through that and, and the theme and what we wanted to do for Policy Forum and came up with the theme of focusing on our vision, recognizing our perspectives. And so I felt like that was really what I wanted to impart and what I wanted to convey the entire year is that everyone has a voice and everyone comes from diverse backgrounds. And whether you're in a big project or a small project or in the private sector or the public sector, you know, I wanted to hear those voices and also to take those voices and look at the things and the goals we were trying to achieve this year and making sure that the committees were filled with diversity and, and diversity of voice and looking at things from a big picture. And I felt like that really was an important mission for me and something that I felt we were successful in. I love nothing more than to sit on a committee call and hear that healthy banter of people bringing up different perspectives and different ideas. But then at the end of the day, we all can agree that this is the best solution for everyone and for the families in our programs. So that was my theme. And I feel like along with the committees and and the board, we really kept that a priority and got some amazing things accomplished as a result. Yeah. So Jim, you're getting ready to transition to the role of NCS president on September 1st, just another couple of days here. Are you able to share what your theme will be for the upcoming year? And how did you kind of settle on that? Well, the uh, the theme for the new year, it feels a little bit like I've co-opted Tangeler Gray's Thunder because Tangeler has been such a proponent of engagement. And I went back and I looked and that had not been her theme, despite how often she talks about engagement for good reasons. It had not been her theme. I said, OK, well, then I'm going to use it because the nice thing about being the president elect is that you're elected in April and you get five months until your term starts as president-elect, and then you get an entire year as president-elect. So you've got a chance to kind of formulate your thoughts. And, you know, during that time, 
I just had heard a lot of folks talk about how there are new things in child support that draw our attention and draw our interest, and they fill the agenda at different conferences. But we shouldn't also neglect things like enforcement and establishment and the things that are in the core of what we do. And so as I was trying to figure out what the theme might be, I was kind of formulating a two-part approach to engagement. And then I'm listening to the keynote speaker at Erixa this last year, who is such an engaging guy. And he really talked about, he really talked about how you need to have skills. You need to be good at what you do. You need to be committed to developing and forever improving your skills, you know, being a student of life. But you also have to have an eye towards why you are gathering those skills. Why are you using those skills? You are using them to help people in child support. And so it really kind of sealed the deal for me. I was on my phone making notes to myself because my memory is terrible. And I wanted to kind of capture the, the theme. But really, the engagement theme is about being good at what we do and doing things that really help families. And so I think in the next year, you're going to talk about not just the new and developing areas of what we do, but also to go back and look at some of our historic functions and embrace what those functions are and recognize that our program was created and still exists with a heavy component towards enforcement because uh, you know, because that's what we are here to do. We are here to help support families. And unfortunately, quite often, you know, a third party like child support needs to get involved to kind of help make sure that the parent that doesn't live with the child is contributing to the child's needs. So it's going to be a year of engagement, Tim. Awesome. Awesome. I, I, I love that word. I love that you, um, through that and gave Commissioner Tangela Gray some kudos and, and some shout out there. I'm all for seeing how your engagement comes to play here this coming year. It's, it's really kind of cool to see you, if you will, the on-deck circle. It's coming fast, and I'm I'm excited. So, Lori, this, this year has been full of achievements, challenges, and I'm going to guess even some surprises. So let me ask a couple of things here. What has been one of your greatest challenges one of your greatest achievements or successes and what has been maybe one of your biggest surprises over this past year? Thanks, Tim. I think one of my greatest challenges, or maybe I should say my first challenge was forming the committees and getting committee chairs assigned and just deciding what those charges should be. So I think even before you become president, and, and Jim's already been doing a fantastic job of getting this done, but it's organizing the committees. You want the right people in the right roles. You want good leadership. And then you want to select members that are, you know, maybe some that are experienced on that committee and some new ones to bring forth new ideas. So I think that was my biggest challenge is just the timing of that and, and selecting the right people. And I have to say, I am so proud of all of the co-chairs and the committee members this past year. They have done an amazing job and they far exceeded any of my expectations. So that, I guess I would say has been, was my biggest challenge. I think the greatest achievement or success, I mean, there's been so many, and I can think of achievements and successes for each and every committee. But I would have to say, when I came in, we still were dealing with a lot of uncertainty with COVID. And we had a successful leadership symposium in August prior to me becoming president. 
but there was still a lot of uncertainty around that. So I think one of my biggest accomplishments was the fact that we pulled off two really, really successful in-person conferences. I think, you know, we, we breathed a sigh of relief when Policy Forum was over and it went well and we did the virtual option for that. But then, you know, COVID kind of spiked up again prior to that. And then we had the leadership symposium. And again, you know, you have fear that, you know, that's going to curtail you from doing what you'd planned to do. But leadership symposium was fantastic. And I guess I would have to say that it was just wonderful to have those two in-person events and to bring those back and to get people face-to-face and networking. And so I was really pleased with those two things. Biggest surprise, I've said this before, but I have been on so many committees and I know how much work gets done at the committee level, but not until I was president and sat in on a ton of committee calls and listened to the work that's being done, have I ever been more blown away by how much work they do and how many things they accomplish. And they're all volunteers. I mean, they all have big full-time jobs. And they have done so much work and it's amazing to see that as a whole and how that all comes together and how people just step up and say yes and they take those charges and run with them. And it truly made my job as president easy. But I have to say the committees are just the heart and soul of our association. And even though I knew, always knew they did a lot of work, it, it blew me away and that was probably one of my biggest surprises. Well, and Tim, I'd like to add that Lori, Lori did such a good job at appointing committee chairs. And as she said, they did wonderful work. So it made my life easy in the last few weeks as the incoming president-elect, because I just reappointed essentially whoever she had in the job. She had a way of picking good people. Thanks, Jim. Yes, yes. And so I, you know, I wanted to say too, Lori, we, you know, on the communications committee, on the podcast subcommittee, really have appreciated your your presence during the committee calls this year. Uh, just um, having you present makes a huge difference, I think, for our committee members and and uh, catching the vision and feeling supported and just just hanging out together. So really, really have appreciated that. Thanks. And Jim, you're coming in as NCS president for the 2023 year. Not only have you been on the executive committee for NCA for five years, two one-year terms as treasurer and one two-year term as treasurer, and one year as president-elect, the board of directors prior to that, and as you've shared on multiple committees over the years, but you've also served with other support associations. So can you share a little bit about that and what capacities you served what opportunities? Just just take it away there. Yeah. Well, I've had the fortune of working and interacting with every uh, with all of the national associations. I have been very involved uh, with the National Tribal Child Support Association for a few of the years that I attended their seminar. North Dakota was the only child support state program that was represented. And I'm really proud of that. Now there are many more states that go to that wonderful conference and interact with that association. A few years ago, we got a partnership award with NTCSA, which which meant a lot because we do commit to working with our tribal partners. I served a couple of years on the ERICSA Policy Committee just because I geek out on policy and child support. And, and somebody asked if I'd be willing to serve. And, and it was a great opportunity to, to have policy conversations with a different group of people than NCA. I'm currently in my second year as a board member of directors for WICSIC. 
And then as a state director, I've had the chance to be involved heavily with NCCSD, the National Council of Child Support Directors. I joined the executive committee for that association in 2012. I became their treasurer in 2013. And that was one of those gigs that was hard to get rid of because once you do it and you and you do an okay job at it, nobody is in a hurry to move you on because that would might mean that they'd have to take on the duty. So I was a treasurer for a long time. I became the NCCSD vice president in 2018, which gave me the chance to help a friend of mine, Erin Frisch from Michigan, who was the president at the time. And it was an honor to help her. And then I became the president of NCCSD, which was supposed to be a one-year gig, but because of the pandemic and 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 what was going on at the time, the the council saw fit to allow me to be the president for a second year which let me bring them all out to Medora to celebrate what we thought was the end of the pandemic, even though maybe it wasn't. And then I am just finishing up my year as the immediate past president. So it's been an almost 10 year run on NCCSD. And, and that was, that's just been a great chance to, to, to engage with all of those different groups of people and really kind of catch their enthusiasm. Whenever your own enthusiasm wanes, you get, you hang around with excited people about child support and it recharges those batteries. Yeah, it sure does. So, Jim, what's what's going to be some of the areas of focus for your year coming up, and, wh- and what are you hoping to most accomplish? Well, a big area of focus for the next year, Tim, is going to be a, a legislative package that NCIA is working on. In the last year on the Policy and Government Relations Committee, somebody had noted that it's we were responding to legislators' ideas. And we were expressing ourselves and we were writing these resolutions, but maybe it was time that we took the bull by the horn, so to speak, and wrote legislation and then looked for legislative sponsors to carry it forward. And that idea really caught on. And so we've been working for the good chunk of the last year to develop the concepts that would be included in the legislation at the August board meeting. It was approved to move forward and continue developing that legislation. So We're looking at legislation that is going to propose revisions to performance measures. It's going to either add or improve some of the collection tools that we have. It's going to look at the type of program activities that are funded with federal financial participation and expand those eligible activities. We're going to take some of the lessons learned from the Strengthening Families for Success Act and look at ways to replace retained collections with additional funding so that really it, it will help modernize the child support program. And so that's going to be a big area of focus. In my dream, there would be legislation introduced early in the next Congress that would really do wonderful things for child support program. Maybe we can get a public hearing to talk about the, the myths and realities about what child support is about today and how we are about cost avoidance and not cost recovery and and that we're just a much more holistic program. And so I I think that the legislation will be a big focus for the next year, but overall, Tim, you know, it's great to be following on the heels of of such a long run of outstanding NCA presidents. My main job is not to mess it up. (laughs) So I'm hoping not to mess things up. I'd really like to be able to have this meeting next year and look back on the year 
and know that we have continued to provide such excellent professional development opportunities for our members through the, the upcoming policy forum, which is going to include NCAU at Policy Forum, which is, is a great ne- next chapter for the NCAU program. Leadership Symposium in Anaheim, which I think is just going to be a big a big event and looking forward to that. You've done a great job with the uh, what seems like weekly podcasts. You know, it's it's Wednesdays in my life now are podcast day. When uh, when the rapid read comes out and it's got Tim's new podcast on it, then I I save that email until I get a chance to play that while I'm doing some other stuff. And I just want to continue what Encia has done. I am so pleased that it was the work of many people within the organization a few years ago. But by rolling in webinars for free as a component of of membership, who knew that we would have a pandemic where that became the predominant way of obtaining professional education? But it worked out so well for us because there are almost all states now are members, which means that all of their county employees as well get member benefits. And so they're able to take advantage of web talks for free and podcasts and discounts for leadership symposium and policy forums. So I'm just hoping that we can continue to there's always going to be new child support employees and the ones that are already child support employees are going to want to hone their skills and gain new skills. So I'm hoping we can meet that need in the next year. That That's awesome. And, you know, to borrow, to borrow a phrase, yes, we can. So together we are going to do it and support you, Jim, and, and look forward to exciting things to continue. So let me look back just, just one more time here a little bit. And I'm going to ask Lori, what has been your greatest reward during this past year, and it may not be the same as you know your biggest achievement, but what has really kind of hit your heart? I would have to say, hands down, it's the people that I was able to work with and get to know even better. I already mentioned the committees and how wonderful they are, but also the board of directors, the executive committee, the MCI staff, and also being able to interact with people at conferences that are from the public sector and the private sector and tribes and even international. And I just value those friendships even more. And I was able to meet so many new people. And I just found that to be one of the most rewarding things about being president. You had asked me before about my greatest accomplishment and had to laugh when Jim was talking because I was going to say, you know, that I didn't mess anything up, but I have two days left, so I don't want to jinx myself. So I'm not going to say that yet. But anyway, I just think it was just the highlight of my career, again, to be able to interact with so many great child support professionals and so many brilliant minds in this program. And that is the part that I enjoyed so much. And that has been such a reward for me. And even though as NCA president, you give a lot of time and energy, you get so much more in return. And it's just an amazing experience. Yeah, yeah. So, Jim, if you could predict the future in the same way, what do you think will be your greatest reward at the end of your year? Tim, uh, there is a, there's a tourist destination in, in North Dakota named Medora. And Medora is famous because... Teddy Roosevelt used to have a, a, a cattle ranch there. And so there's Teddy Roosevelt quotes all over Medora. And, and one of those quotes that has resonated with me since I was even a kid is it, the quote is far and away, the best prize that life has to offer is the chance to work hard at work worth doing. And I think any good NCA president is really driven not by resume building, 
or building up their their self-esteem, but really it's about a spirit to serve. And so my reward will just be that if after a year as a president, I haven't messed anything up and the organization's still in good shape and maybe we've gotten some really good legislation making its way through Congress, that I think will be its own reward. Yeah. And then, Lori, what will you miss most about having been NCS president? Well, I think when you're in the thick of it and, you know, you're starting out and then you're mid-year, you're just like, you know, it, it it's a huge commitment. And then all of a sudden you're winding down and you're down to your last few days. And I've been thinking about that. But as I've been on some calls that I won't be on going forward, I would have to say, again, it's the connections. It's being kind of the person in the background and the committee calls that, you know, I loved participating in in a way that I would just kind of listen and, and you know, be in awe at what everyone's doing. But I'll kind of miss that part of it. I will miss some of the amazing people that I get to work with. Now, I do have to say, Jim's got me pretty busy as immediate past president. So I'm going to be co-chairing a couple committees and I will definitely be involved next year and beyond because I love being involved with NCEB. But I just think being involved in the overall big picture as far as some of the access you have to a lot of people and a lot of the committees. So I think that'll be the biggest thing that I'll miss. But again, being highly involved, I I probably won't miss as many appointments on my calendar. It'll be nice to uh, be really busy going forward again with NCIA. Yeah, and we're, we're looking forward to that, too, because it's it's nice not to see you uh, just kind of fade into the sunset. It's, it's, it's nice to see your leadership continue on. And, Laura, you mentioned that you'll be heavily tasked. I, you know, Jim's already set up things that he'd like for the immediate past president for you to do. Can you can you highlight some of those things that you'll be involved in? Sure. I think my biggest role as immediate past president is just doing whatever Jim tells me to do. Right, Jim? Sure. <laughs> no, really, as the immediate past president, I'll chair the nominating committee. And Jim has asked me to chair the governance committee. So we'll be reviewing the articles of corporation as well as the bylaws and the policy manuals. So that'll be a big lift and, and something that you know, I really reference those documents a lot as president. So it'll be kind of good and interesting. And I've got a great committee to make sure that those documents are all in check and we have everything that we need and it's up to date. I'll also stay involved with finance and then the policy and government relations committee as well. And I'd ask Jim in particular if I could stay involved with that because a lot of the legislative initiatives took place this year and it'll be really fun to see those through and see where we go with those particular charges. So I'll stay busy. And, you know, if there's any other things that come up, I'll gladly um, delve into those as well. So. Great. And, and Jim, let me ask this. What is one piece of advice that you hope Lori will give you, or maybe she already has, as you come into your presidency? And, and Lori, feel free to tag onto this too, if you'd like. <laughs> well, it's kind of funny you ask that because it's really not Lori's style to, to, to give you that, that, unsolicited advice. I mean, she's, she is one who leads by example. And I think her legacy to me is just to recognize how she does that. And she draws contributions out of people. 
and and is just a natural at it. And like you said, when she was on the communications calls, I mean, she is just so natural at expressing gratitude and appreciation. And at the same time, it develops encouragement for others to keep trying. And so I just I I think what she has taught me, Tim, is 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 just is to look at her example and say she is very good at at leading people by by developing an inspiration for them to to help and contribute. Well, thanks, Jim. And, you know, I, I don't know if I've thought of my advice yet, but, you know, Jim and I talk all the time and I think, you know, we share advice both ways, uh, any chance we get. So I know Jim will do a fantastic job. I know if he needs any advice, he, he has a great group of people around him and he won't be afraid to ask. And I say, just, you know, go for it. I know he'll have his heart and soul in it and that's what it takes. So, Jim, what do you think will be your first challenge or set of challenges as you come into your presidency? Well, Lori kind of mentioned it, and it's very real, is is in that window of time between Leadership Symposium and September 1, the incoming president is needing to form the committees like yesterday. You know, you, so you, you've got the call for volunteers, and you look through that list and try to come up with with some new members and yet retain the existing members that are that are so strong. So there's continuity to the committees. I'm excited about working with the incoming president-elect Aaron Frisch on the committee charges. Aaron's is amazing, and she's so good at visioning and helped NCA with a strategic plan. And, and committee charges are really where the parts of the plan are carried out. So getting those committees going is is the immediate challenge. And then, you know, right after that, we're going to get into the the hard work of developing the details of our legislative package. So we can be talking to legislators that maybe we'll hold over in the new Congress, or at least be ready to hit the ground running when the new Congress forms in January. So lots, lots coming up. So on the last day of the leadership symposium in Charlotte, North Carolina, just, Oh, not even a few weeks ago here, Jim, you made an announcement of a little change to NCA's name. Can you tell us a little bit about what that is and then more about how this came about, the purpose of the name change? Just just talk to us. Yes, um, it's just a little change, Tim. The board of directors has committed to a recommendation of changing the name of the organization from National Child Support Enforcement Association to the National Child Support Engagement Association. So very similar to what change to one that WICSEC under, undertook a few uh, a few years ago. It came about quite a few years ago. I think it was 2016 when NCA was in New Orleans that there was discussion about the, the limiting nature of the word enforcement. You know, that will always probably be job one or the biggest task of our program is enforcement, but it's not all we do. And in some ways, it's one of the more negative things that we do is to take enforcement actions because hopefully we wouldn't need to do that. So to put a more positive spin on it or discussion on it, the idea is, okay, maybe we should remove the word enforcement. And so I'd made that suggestion in 2016. It did not get adopted at the time, but it did lead to an internal discussion and it led to the tagline for child support changing. So that was where you started to say the logo And then the phrase shaping the future of child support instead of just National Child Support Enforcement Association, because we were we were de-emphasizing the enforcement part. But that had kind of been where things had been 
and and really we still had that in the name and it just occurred to me going into the upcoming board meeting and I don't know there was so much I was going to be the president but I just thought you know I remember it being you know one of the many who suggested this change in 2016 it still hadn't happened I watched Wixick make it look easy and I was kind of jealous about that and so I let Lori know that I'd like to bring back as an item of unfinished business for the board meeting that I'd like to bring back the name change. And, you know, the discussion was really interesting and we had a really great dialogue among the board and the, the decision took two parts. The first part of the decision was this, that we were going to change the name, that we recognized that the name placed undue emphasis on enforcement. And so we wanted to change that. And the board, the board went there and said, yep, we agree. It is time to commit to this. Let's commit to the change. The second part of it was, okay, what are we going to change to? You know, are we going to have an extended discussion? Are we going to form committees and look at other names? One of the problems is that a lot of the acronyms, you know, if we just went with National Child Support Association, there's already an NCSA. And they've already got a website with ncsa.org.com, whatever. So, I mean, if you're rebranding, you really want to rebrand to something that is available for your web domain and is not going to cause confusion by having an acronym that matches somebody else. And so ultimately what the board decided to do is, is to take the, the less complicated path and just replace the E and NCA with engagement. You know, it, it, I'm not sure it was anybody's first choice for what we would name the organization if we were starting from scratch, but I think we recognized that the the process of trying to find another name and having it cleared through trademarks and cleared with web domains was just going to be a lot of work. And we've got a lot of other things that we want to get done in the upcoming year. So why don't we just replace the E? Engagement has become a very common word in child support. And it's a really accurate word with regard to the relationship ANSIA has with its members. You know, when you fill those rooms at Leadership Symposium or Policy Forum, you hope that they bring engagement with them, and you certainly hope that you've fostered and encouraged that engagement while they're there or through webinars through the years. So engagement is a really good word to talk about our relationship with our members and also describes what we want to do with our sister organizations, with Congress, with other stakeholders in our space to say we want to make our country a better place for families. So we are embarking on a path that will will lead to us becoming the National Child Support Engagement Association. But I think honestly, we're still gonna keep the tagline because that, that sings a lot stronger is, is we're gonna still work to shape the future child support. Yeah, and I don't really have much to add to that, Jim. I was just gonna reiterate the fact that as we move forward, you know, it's just gonna be our challenge to convey that engagement isn't taking enforcement out of the program. It's just the umbrella for you know, things that include things like, you know, working with the sister organizations, legislators, members, and also enforcing child support. So it's just part of the umbrella that engagement encompasses, but we're not backing away from enforcement. So as we close, I want to ask you both this question. If you both had one thing to say or implore to our NCM members about the child support community, what would that be? Implore is a great word, Tim. Engage. Engage. The child support program has such an incredible ability to do good 
for families in America. And we just need to use that ability by engaging in the association, by fulfilling the charges of these committees, by bringing the legislation to legislature. So engage. Right. I would agree with that. And then just to never lose sight of how important the work we do is to families in our program. And that if you're not involved in NCO or any of the sister organizations to consider it, it really will push you out of your comfort zone, but it you will learn so much and you will meet so many fantastic people. And I think the more you get involved in our program and understand it, the more engaged and passionate I, you can't help but become. It's, it's going to be a great year coming up. And, and looking at how things have gone this past year under Lori's leadership and how things are going to go under Jim's, it's, good. it's going to be a fantastic year. And so, Jim, I'm going to put you on the spot just a little bit. I know that you would be welcome to do this for us. So you were given the opportunity to honor President Bangston during the Board of Directors meeting in Charlotte. And he said some very kind, deserving, and true remarks can you repeat some of those or share with our listeners what you had to say? Tim, you make me wish I'd made notes about what I said. You know, I, I just spoke from the heart and, you know, it has been such a privilege to work with Lori, not just in the last year, but she and I have been on, on committees together for a long, long time. And Lori just has a way about her. I mentioned it earlier. She is so good at tapping into people's skills and and encouraging them to give input and to make that input feel valued and rewarded. She leads through just this low-key, calm optimism and, and kind of draws you forward to help her because she is just one of those, the nicest people in the world that you could ever meet. When you talk about there being no I in team, that is definitely the philosophy that Lori has. And so it's just been such a privilege to be her colleague for a long time. In Charlotte, they took a picture of Lori and I transferring the gavel. And uh, and Lori sent that, sent that picture to me with the nicest note that I am going to hang on to. And when I'm having one of those days where you just, you're frustrated and you've had enough, I'm just going to open that note and really appreciate the supportive friend that, that she is. But, you know, I think anybody will tell you that working with Lori Bankston is a treat. She's just, she's got that natural leadership quality that just makes you feel valued and important. And it makes you want to follow her and want to help her in any way you can. So it's just been a, a great, great time. And I'm, I'm really glad that we've got at least a year with her as immediate past. And I will tell anybody that I'll give up my year as president if she wants another year. We can go right from Lori to Erin, and I'm good with that because she's amazing. Oh, thanks, Jim. That means the world to me. And, you know, now as well as at the board meeting and at the end of the plenary at Leadership Symposium, I mean, just the overwhelming support from Jim and everyone on the board and executive committee and, and really everyone in that room, I mean, and, and the membership as a whole has meant the world to me. And it has been such an honor to serve. And it's just, I'm just so grateful for the opportunity and for all the support. And I will in turn give Jim all of that support as well. And again, just such an honor and a pleasure to serve. Well, we've enjoyed our time together with NCS own Lori Bingston and Jim Fleming talking about their roles in being NCS president.
I always appreciate the time to sit around the virtual table, engage with you, and having a chance to reflect on the work that NCIA does, what each of you have contributed, and to hear about where we head from here. I'm excited to see your continued leadership with NCIA, not only as this year wraps up and next year begins, but as time goes on. I appreciate the leadership that you have shown and offered over the years and for the support that you have shown not only to NCIA, but also to me personally. I want to thank our listeners for continuing to catch our On Location episodes and for listening today. We will talk to you again next time on the podcast. On behalf of NCIA, I'm Tim Leitner, and this has been On Location. On Location is available on iTunes, Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and anywhere you get your podcasts. We have a lot of great episodes on the way, so be sure to subscribe and listen to all of our previous episodes as well. We also appreciate your ratings, your feedback, your comments, and your suggestions. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, please reach out to us on the contact link on our website. On Location is a production of the NCA Communications Committee with special production assistance from Joe Mamlin and me. Thanks again for joining me. I'm Tim Leitner, and this has been On Location.